Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. All right, everybody. We are live with the Combat Cast. We are going to talk about Francis Nuganu and uh, Tyson Fury. I almost said Mike Tyson. Tyson Fury about to fight. Tyson's in the corner of Francis. Yeah, he's there, yeah. So we'll talk about that. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, what went on at UFC 294 this past weekend. But first, Chevy, tell people what we got coming up. All right, November 4th. I can't believe we're already talking about November, but November 4th, UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Almeida from Brazil. Um, then November 11th, UFC 295, Jones versus Miocic. I don't think anyone's excited about that one, right? <laughs> nah. uh, live from MSG, yeah. And then November 18th, UFC Fight Night, Allen versus Craig. That's a very interesting grappling matchup for mm. sure. Paul Craig. Mm-hmm. Brendan Allen, yeah, that is interesting. Brendan story. Allen been on a tear lately too, so right. And this is a new weight class for Paul Quay, Paul Craig. He had a good debut, so this will be interesting. Yeah. All right. All right. So, you want to get right into the the big main thing everyone's talking about: Francis Ngannou versus Tyson Fury uh, this weekend. Um, it's going to be live from Saudi Arabia, so two p.m. Eastern start time for the main card here in the u.s thank god <laughs> yeah yeah i you know it's hard enough to stay up for ufc's that i really care about and uh although this whole fight card will be all heavyweights i really only care about this main hmm. card so let's talk about a little bit here uh tyson fury yep i got him right here his record in boxing <laughs> he's the greatest heavyweight of the modern era folks you could argue of all time he's in the discussion He's 33-0-1. He's got 24 knockouts. That one draw is Dante Wilder, a fight he took several years off. Had one small tune-up fight, I believe, for. Came back. Looked amazing. Outboxed Dante. A lot of people thought he won. Got knocked. I thought he won. I did, too. He got knocked out in the middle of it. Rose back like the Undertaker. Came back. Put on a performance. And then the second time they fought, he looked even better. Really picked that looked like he figured out how to beat Wilder, finished him, and then the third fight, it was more of the second fight. Uh Tyson Fury has looked unstoppable in boxing, and he's fighting Francis Nagano, who is the former, well, he's the lineal UFC heavyweight champion when you get down to it. He never lost. He's one of the greatest uh MMA heavyweights of all time. You know, wouldn't put him at the top because he didn't stay around long enough, but he's in the discussion. And he's really in that discussion simply um no, I don't want to take that away from him because he's a he's a good all-around MMA fighter and he worked hard to get there. But the biggest thing Francis has going for him is the biggest thing he has going in this fight, his power. He has unbelievable power. Now, unfortunately, he's fighting Tyson on Tyson's field. He's playing Tyson's game. He's boxing. Tyson, I just said, Tyson has 33, you know, he's 33 on one, 34 fights. 
Francis got no boxing fights. If he does, maybe it's training, amateur, but you know, no serious box fight. This is it's really weird. We'll talk about commissions a little bit later when we talk about Abu Dhabi, but like this is just very strange that this kind of stuff is even allowed almost. However, it's in Saudi Arabia. It's as, in Saudi Arabia. As was two ninety four. UFC was yeah. in the Middle East as well in Abu Dhabi. Yes. So. And they got a lot of money so they can make this kind of stuff happen. Um I would love nothing more than for Francis just to shock the world because I feel like combat sports needs a good shocking like this. Sometimes you need to know that anything can happen. And this would be really one of those times you'd love to see it. However, really uphill battle. Like if you thought Conor McGregor had an uphill battle with Floyd Mayweather, this is really worse in a lot of ways. Cause now you got a guy in fury who can hit really hard but he moves around like a guy who's 100 pounds lighter. He's fast. He doesn't look like the greatest athlete in the world, but he's definitely one of the greatest combat sports athletes in the world. Hard to bet against Tyson Fury. I sure hell wouldn't. Pulling for Francis all day just because I'd love to see him shock the world. He's a good guy. If Francis does this, Chevy will probably tell you something similar. It's going to be early. It's going to be a knockout, and it's going to be in the first two Maybe, maybe three rounds. By the time you get to round three, things are probably going to start looking bleak. Also, don't be surprised if Fury can get him out early because Francis might just go for broke and get caught. And that might be the best strategy. So um, at the end of the day, though, look for Tyson Fury to get this done. Yeah, I agree. Um, Francis Francis has the most puncher's chance of all puncher's chances. Um, but I assume he gets boxed up um, I, he he comes out hot in round one, um, and then gets boxed up rounds two and three, and gets finished in round four. Because not only is Tyson much better technically, um, and his footwork is tremendous, um, but he also has power. He has uh tremendous power as well. He is a giant, giant man. Uh, Francis has never fought anyone near the size of uh, Fury. So it's going to be weird for Nganu fighting someone that's actually bigger than he is. So uh, it, it'll be uh, tough. It's all uphill for him. But with that power, it, it, it erases a lot of errors mm. um, and uh, a lot of game plans. So. Uh, I am rooting for Nganu. I'm a huge Tyson Fury fan, but I I would just want to see an MMA guy get a get one over on a boxing guy in one of these scenarios. So, um, but that being said, Nganu's already won. He's gonna make uh, multiple times more than he's made his entire MMA career just from this one fight. Um, so good on him. He bet on himself leaving the UFC. Big risk. Uh, and you know, he has all the, you know, belief in himself and that turned into this giant fight plus his very good PFL deal. Absolutely. Good on Francis for betting on himself. And like, uh, Chevy said, you know, um, you know, there's, uh, he already won and, uh, we'll see, we'll see what happens, but Let's talk about what already did happen this past weekend, UFC 294. And boy, Chevy, there was a lot, a lot of craziness going on around here. Yeah, let's just go through the um, 
<clears throat> excuse me, let's just go through the main card quickly and then we can talk about all the crazy stuff that went on the entire card. But uh first first fight on the main card, Saeed Nurmagomedov versus Muin Garfov. That's probably not how you pronounce it, but um this was a quick, quick fight. Did you see this one? Um which, uh, no, I did not see any of the earlier cards, so no, I didn't see this. Go ahead. He he wrapped him up with a ninja choker. It was a power guillotine or something very quickly uh, in the first round. Demolished him. Uh, I think he got a performance bonus. Uh, I, I'm very excited for what happens with him going forward. He's an excellent fighter. Good prospect. No doubt, no doubt. Yeah, and then uh, moving on to the next fight, Ikram Alaskarov versus Harley Alves. Uh, this was a fight I was excited for. Um, Alaskarov's only loss is to, uh, later on in the card, um, Hazmat Chimaev in an earlier promotion. So, you know, that, that shows the kind of pedigree that he's coming from. He's a beast. Um you could almost put this guy in there with a top 15 uh, yeah. fighter right now. No doubt. Um, he's an absolute beast. He looks like a monster. Um, I might give him somebody who's in the top 15 next, actually, just to like kind of speed process this guy a little bit. Um, I did want to say I was controlling the comments and stuff here. I did see the first fight. That was said, Nurgan Murdoff, you were talking about. And uh, not only did he look impressive, I did actually say I actually wanted to pick a fight for him. Uh, that I thought might be interesting at Bantamweight. Uh, Ricky Simone, I think, might make an interesting challenge for him just to step up in class, and I'd like to see that fight next. Yeah, that'd be Ricky's, uh, you know, unique striking style uh, matched with his excellent grappling is, uh, yeah, that's an interesting matchup for sure. Saeed being the uh, Nurmagomedov with the best striking probably. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, and uh, let's get to the. I got us off track here. Let's get to this next matchup here, which more craziness. Right. Yeah, Magomed Ankalaya versus Johnny Walker. Yeah, uh, <laughs> this is something else, man. Uh, so, what was the exact foul again that happened? So, Ankalaya uh, had Johnny Walker's back. He pressed him up against the cage. Johnny Walker. Uh, was getting up from the ground. So he, he had a knee down. He was on one knee for a good amount of time. And Goliath looked down at him and then kneed him in the jaw. Right. And the ref uh, paused the fight there. And then chaos ensued. What's wild is that um, it really probably should have been a disqualification at yeah. this point. You know? I agree. And Walker should have just won this. But uh, we ended up having this uh, doctor who already had issues earlier on uh, with the low blow situation. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it looked like Walker might have been a little out of it, again, from the illegal knee. But it also looked like there was a miscommunication, you know, and there was a language barrier here, and it was just a mess. And uh, not that this was a fight that was uh, going to set the world on fire necessarily, but I'd kind of like to see it again at this point because – you know, Dana did say literally live in the octagon, we'll make this right. And what other way to make this right is just to make a rematch and have these two fight, maybe at MSG. Right. It was crazy. How does Ankalive keep getting involved in these? Uh, you know, he had the previous one where he had the draw or whatever, and now this. He, 
he he just can't catch a break for someone that was rated so highly uh just a few fights ago to now he can't catch a break but um i agree with you i I think it was luke thomas i was listening to and he said the same thing that this absolutely should have been a disqualification um but there were a lot of things that went wrong so obviously the knee they say it was unintentional but he wasn't like bouncing up and down like the uh uh the earlier knee that was happening i can't remember the fight um Muskayev, maybe i think that was who it was so yeah he was putting his hand down and lifting it up and yes yeah tim Tim elliott was trying to pick him up and need him but you know it was it was a little bit hard to tell this one was clear johnny walker was always down on one knee he had never gotten up yet and, and he just got blasted in the face so um that's that's on Ankaliyev. That should have been a DQ, but it wasn't. So you go from there. He should have got the full five minutes before the doctor was called right. in, right? Which he didn't. He got like thirty seconds. The doctor comes in. I don't believe English is the first language for either one of them. No. Um. So mm-hmm. he asked him, "Do you know where you are?" Uh. You know, Johnny Walker said, "I believe he said." Uh, the desert, which technically not wrong, he's in the desert. You know, oh. maybe he doesn't know if Abu Dhabi is a country or a city. You know, he's a cage fighter, not a geography major. You know, so I, I get it. There was that, and then they called the fight, and then Johnny Walker's pushing the ref, and he yeah. didn't quite understand what was going on. Don't you push know. the ref ever, though, guys. Yeah, Don't never, never. It's yeah, it's not gonna work out well. It, it was very, very strange. Very, very strange. Um, bad on the ref. The doctor, terrible. We'll we'll talk about that later on. But this guy should never be allowed in a cage ever again. Um, but it's a bummer for Johnny Walker. Bummer for the fans because I really was excited for that one. It hadn't even gotten going yet. So, yeah. Well, we'll uh, see what happens here to make the rematch. Let's move on to the co-main event. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kamaru Usman versus Hamzat Chimaev at middleweight. It's a title eliminator. Yeah, which is strange. We can talk about that a little bit too. But um, probably my favorite fight of the whole card. Uh, Chimaev comes out like an animal, uh, which is very typical. Chimaev is on fire. But then Usman kind of rides the storm a little bit and makes this a competitive fight. Now, uh, Chimaev was still able to get takedowns in there. And uh, he ends up winning a majority decision. But uh, I, I thought Shemayev did enough to win the fight anyway. But it was definitely competitive. And I thought Usman was coming down strong in round three in particular. Like, he showed signs of round two. Shemayev uh, did say he thinks he broke his wrist in round one. We'll see. Um, we're looking. You know, he went to the hospital. We'll see what happens. Even Dana said, well, we'll see what happens. Um but this was really impressive for uh, Kamaru Usman, the former welterweight champion, who steps up in a weight class on 12 days notice, I believe. Yeah. And just, he looked great. He looked like this maybe should be the weight class that he should be at. Um, you know, what happens if this is Usman with a bigger camp and a five-round fight? Like, I got to say, we're looking like Usman. Like, he was connecting on Shemaev. Shemaev's a dog, though. He's definitely showed that between this and that Burns fight that, you know, you know, he could take a shot and keep coming back too. So 
He can take but, a shot from these welterweights. I mean, Gilbert Burns fought at lightweight before he was a welterweight. That's a great point. So we should see. So I guess the question is here, uh, one, what do you think of the fight? And two, is Shamayev, should he be the guy that gets the next title shot? Uh, I agree with you. I think this was probably my favorite fight uh, on the card. You know, respect to Kamaru Usman, who I, I think people were looking down on him a little bit after, you know, one fight he lost to Leon Edwards, where he won four and a half rounds before getting caught with that head kick. And then a razor close majority decision uh, or split decision loss in the second fight. So uh, I know he's on the wrong side of that uh, 35 um, age line where it seems to be the big decline in title fights. But I think in this fight, uh, if Usman had bet on himself and he was offered this and taking a five round fight instead of a three round fight, he would have won. Um, he got, you know, Hamza got a 10 eight in round one for sure. He took him down. He landed some shots. He wrote him the entire time. Um, but he did get tired. And, and, and I do think that Hamza is the best first round fighter in the UFC. He, he's an absolute monster in that first round, but if he can't finish guys and it's only going to get harder as he goes up to these, to- this top level to finish guys, um, He's in trouble, I think, in, in some aspects. So, yeah, like you said, he's a dog. He, he can take a shot. But Usman, although he knocked out Masvidal, Masvidal later on in age had a lot of wars. And Usman's not the greatest striker. Gilbert Burns used to fight at 155, also not the greatest striker. Um, what's he going to do if Paulo Costa hits him or Jared Cannonier lands one on them or these other or Marvin Vittori, you know, some of these big middleweights, uh, can he take those shots and keep coming? So, um, also is his grappling going to tire him out even faster because his cardio, he seems to survive, but it's definitely a giant decline in round two and three. So, um, is this cardio going to wear out even faster trying to take down these bigger guys? Um, or is he going to grow into the weight class and demolish people? You know, I, I think the problem with Chemaev is every fight ends with more questions than answers. You know, uh, so we just don't know at this point. I, I don't think he should fight for the title next, although he was promised that. Um, I think he should fight Costa or Cannoneer or Robert Whitaker or something like that. By the way, that's uh, yeah, he was offered the fight, yeah, yeah, said yes, and then hurt his knee before, yeah, Yeah. um, and he's out of another fight possibly coming up too. So, yeah, might not be an option, unfortunately. I'd love to see that, yeah, for sure. DDP, um, Duplisi should be fighting. I mean, he has earned it for sure. Beating Robert Whitaker earns you a title shot, so he should be fighting Whitaker, absolutely. Um, also. I, I do believe it was Luke Thomas again, who I heard talking about uh, visa issues that Hamzat seems to be having. So he's going to get a title shot, but he can only fight, you know, like in the Middle East or in Sweden or whatever. He can't seem to fight in the U.S. So they're going to make Sean Strickland the champion after just going to 
uh, Adesanya's backyard and taking the title for him, from him. They're going to make him fly again to hostile territory to defend his belt. So it seems pretty shady overall, but shady is DFC's business. So would you say, though, in a lot of ways, is Strickland stylistically one of the better matchups for him at the better time? Better matchups for Hamza? Uh, yeah. Well, Strickland used to fight at 170 also, but he power that like some of those guys you talked about, like Acosta and them. Yeah, but he has pretty good takedown defense and he has cardio for days. So if he survives that first round onslaught, he will murder Ch- uh, Chmaev, I think. He, he'll just wear on him so hard. So uh, I, I think that's a much, I know he's, op- I know that Hamza is opening as a pretty big favorite over uh, Strickland. I think, you know, I don't bet or whatever, but I do pay attention to those kinds of things. And I think you, after this fight, you would want to bet on Strickland um, just because he's such a big underdog. I think he has a much better shot than he's being given at this point. So I think uh, what we came away from this was on your end, there's the major question is probably Chemayev's cardio out of all this. Yeah, we haven't seen him go five rounds yet. And he struggles to make it through two and three in every fight. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, maybe welterweight would be a better weight class for him, but he seems to have trouble making that weight. So, yeah. Yeah. Or maybe it was just, you know, first time really settling because, you know, he put on weight to really come to 185. So maybe he's just getting used to his body or he really thought he was going to roll through Usman. It's just hard to tell. There's just so many variables. I- yeah. I'm not you know, off the Hamza bandwagon thinking he's never going to be champ or something like that. But there's just still a lot of questions. And I'll throw one more out there too. The other possibility is Usman is going to make a damn good middleweight. Yeah, I think he looked great Um, with a full camp. I think he would roll through a lot of guys, um, even at this current age. And I think as he gets older, that cut depletes you more and more. So it might be better for the longevity of his career to make the move to 185. But I would imagine because, you know, he jumped in and saved this card for the UFC, Dana White will give him a fight at whatever weight class he wants and, and a favorable one. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. All right, let's get to the main event here. Okay. Islam Makachev versus Alexander Volkanovsky. I've been putting this one off. That was a long rant because this one made me really sad. Well, Islam Makachev, uh, to me, the story here was uh, this is what can happen when you take a short notice fight. Sometimes you have these amazing performances like Usman did. But when you're taking on Islam Makachev, Volkanovski said it best, like you can't do it on 12 days notice like this guy. Because uh, we saw what happened the first fight. So back and forth, arguable Volk won. But now he just gets you know, head kick knocked out right in the very beginning. I mean, that can happen to anybody, but man, I thought even in the cage, whenever like Volk didn't look quite as lean as he normally does. Whereas Islam, you know, he looked like he'd been in his backyard and being taken care of. And um, yeah, it's a, it's a real shame for Volk, a real bummer Uh, to me. The question is who Islam will fight next coming out of this. Uh, Charles Oliveira is probably still, the deserving contender, but if he's still hurt, I think Justin Gaethje has a pretty good claim to that title shot too. Yeah, uh, as far as the fight, 
you could tell Islam had done his homework. He came in with a good game plan. He was he set Volkanovski up for that head kick. Um, he Mighty Mouse, I believe, uh, had done a breakdown of the first fight between the two, and he pointed out that the left because Islam is a southpaw. That left leg uh, body kick was open all day. Volkanovski was just there because uh, he's such a shorter fighter. He has to get in range and uh, to land his shots. And he's just always in that range for Makachev to land that body shot on him. And so that's what Makachev did early on. He started landing that body shot. He landed the body shot over and over again. And then you see... Um, in slow motion, when he goes to the head, Volkanovski's ducking down a little bit. He has his guard up high, and it sneaks mm-hmm. over the guard, but, but his hips go back, and it ducks him down just a little bit, and that's what gets him caught. So um, Makachev certainly set him up for that, and uh, you know, props to him for that. Um, I was rooting for Volkanovski, obviously, um, but it, it wasn't meant to be. And he talked a little bit about his mental state um, and how he needs to stay active in all this. And uh, he's looking forward to the Ilya Taporia fight, which was supposed to be set up for January. But I don't think it should be at this point. It's too soon after a head kick knockout. You need some time off. I don't know what the medical suspension will be, but I know that the UFC did this card. This was an in-house card because Abu Dhabi doesn't really have a um mission a commission correct um so who knows what the medical suspension will be but uh I know Volkanovski wants to stay active but uh his health comes first so hopefully he can get whatever you know issues he's having sorted out you know talk to his buddies with Izzy you know Izzy seems to be going through some stuff too they can maybe lean on each other uh, help each other out, but I, I think he's still a world beater. Goes back to featherweight and dominates everyone. Uh, as far as Islam, he's been talking about he wants to go to 170. You got to defend your belt against some 55ers here, my guy. Uh, I, I don't dislike Islam, but he is the blandest um, personality, for sure. So, I, I just root against the guy. He He's a great, great fighter. All the respect to his skills, but just a bland, bland human being. So, uh, yeah. got to stay at 155. I think that there's some rumors that Charles never really wanted to fight in Abu Dhabi, and this cut happened to happen. And, you, um, you know, I'm not saying the cut didn't really happen, but uh, it played into his hand there, you know, with that hard sparring. 10 days out of the fight but uh the ufc likes to punish guys for stuff like that so we've already seen that fight i would like to see the justin gaethje fight like you mentioned uh we haven't seen that matchup yet so let's see justin gaethje before he uh you know ages out of this division all right yeah i got no problem with that um all right anything else we want to talk about from ufc uh, yeah, minutes. let's just talk about how many point deductions there should have been and there weren't any. So obviously we had a lot of issues. We talked about the Johnny Walker uh, low or illegal knee. There was the earlier illegal knee uh, with Mokayev, which, you know, he was 
faking, touching. He was baiting uh, Tim Elliott into that one. Uh, there was multiple low blows, including the one where the doctor, same doctor that stopped the Johnny Walker fight, came in and told uh, Victor Henry that he did not get kicked in the nuts. And he did. Uh, had to be taken to the hospital. He was thrown up in the back. They had to stop the fight ultimately because he could not recover. Uh, but for a doctor co- to come in and say, you didn't get kicked in the nuts. Um, there's some, you know, there's some biases when you go to these places against certain fighters. Um, I won't say anything, but there, mm-hmm. I see some patterns with uh, favoritism um, with bearded gentlemen or whatever. So, uh, but you know, there's glove, there was glove grabbing, low blows, fence grabbing, hair pulling, uh, illegal knees, no point deductions, the entire card. So I just thought that was interesting. I, I know the UFC was doing the commission this time. Right. Uh, they got to tighten it up. That is, there were some legit referees in there too. Jason Herzog, uh, comes to mind. He was in there. Uh, I I think they will. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is something, you know, they went with a doctor and they're, they're probably like, okay, that's, that's not never happening. again. Never let him step foot in, in that arena ever again. Yeah, for sure. Also, three fighters admitted to fighting with staff infections. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. you know, incredibly dangerous for people that don't know. Uh, it's a life-threatening uh, illness for sure and it's super contagious especially if you have cuts on your skin it gets into those cuts and you can lose limbs and life um, but it goes back to fighter pay these fighters cannot afford to go through a camp get sick the last few days and then not uh, get paid to fight so you know it always comes back to fighter pay they ha- feel like they have to sneak these things through Um it's unfortunate, though. Hopefully, nobody else gets sick from those. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, let's see. Well, hopefully, uh, next year when we get to Abu Dhabi, things will be tightened up. Um, overall, though, some very interesting events happened uh, coming out of this. And, of course, this weekend, it's all about Nuganu and Tyson Fury. We talked earlier. We're making our picks. Uh, it's got to be Fury, but we're hoping for Tyson. We had some on Facebook. Basically, kind of agree with us here, and he says he hates us to fight that he's pulling for the MMA guy. But I mean, I get that feeling because I like Tyson Fury. But boy, I just love to see, like I said, Francis shock the world. We'll see what that happens, Chevy. But in the meantime, tell people before we get out of here what's coming up one more time. All right, November fourth, yes, UFC Fight Night, Lewis versus Almeida, big heavyweight fight. November 11th, UFC 295, Jones versus Miocic, heavyweight belt on the line from MSG in New York. And then November 18th, UFC fight night, Allen versus Craig. Good middleweight grappling matchup. All right, guys. Those are the fights coming up. Thanks for tuning in. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio 
Republic, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 